This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's go back to the games. Uh, We've got the Texans and the Jaguars, and I believe, Joe, it is now official as a show. Our survivor pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the reason for this, uh, we were kind of torn, I believe, between the Jaguars and the Seahawks. One of the things I do when I run my model is I run out the rest of the season. Obviously, things can change with quarterback changes and all that stuff. So you always are updating. You're always looking at different scenarios. One of the things I did was I ran out the rest of the season as is. And there are other times to pick the Seahawks because the Cardinals are in their division and they get them twice. So that may be a good time to take Seattle. However, there isn't a better time to take Jacksonville because even though they do get the Texans again, this game is in Jacksonville. So to me, there isn't a better time to take the Jags You can wait on the Seahawks, and that's why I feel like Jacksonville is the best pick for Survivor, and it looks like you feel that way too. Yeah, I I was with you, but I'll be honest. When it was 10 this week, I was thinking, should they really be favored by 10 in this spot against the Texans that can move the ball? So last week, the Texans were dealing with a ton of offensive line issues. Now it looks like they're getting healthier Mm -hmm. there. Now they have another cluster situation going on, and it's going to impact the passing offense of the Jaguars because uh, we addressed with John Daigle the Derek Stingley injury, which is probably going to end up being a couple months. He's going to be out. They're they're missing uh, their safety, Petrie. If you look at the depth chart of the Texans, right now, for including Nickel, four of their five starters are not looking good to play on Sunday. So that is going to open things up for Trevor Lawrence, for Calvin Ridley. And it lo- I don't know that Zay Jones is going to play either, right? So the Ridley numbers around 65 and a half, 66 and a half still. And if Jay- Zay Jones is out, you would think that he's going to get a ton of the targets. So at home, I could see Trevor Lawrence with a with a big game he's had his struggles he missed ridley for a touchdown last week same with zay jones uh, against this very poor texan secondary filled with backups i don't see that happening this week yeah the texans have given up 56 points so far this season i really like what i'm seeing from cj stroud he did have two passing touchdowns over one and a half passing touchdowns for Stroud. You can get some pretty good plus money. I think I saw like plus 165. That mm. kind of is calling my name. Although the offensive line for the Texans has been really bad. Stroud already has 11 sacks. Yeah, well. has, he had, has he had many interceptions? None. Wow. I wonder how long that will last. I'm not going to. I don't, it's a lot of points. I know it's come down from nine and a half. I don't think I'm going to touch the side. I'll be on some props. I already, we already know John Daigle told us about Nico Collins. I love that. Um, I'll probably do over on uh, touchdown passes for CJ Stroud too, but nothing strong on the side here. Hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And again, I don't want this to turn into a bit, Joe, but I can't help myself. 
Calvin Ridley over. I feel like I'm just going to keep hammering this for a while until it's just some ridiculous number. But if it's in the mid-60s, especially against that defense that even though I think can be on an uptick, it's going to need some time to gel. I think the front is good. They might generate a little bit of a pass rush, but it's that secondary with a lot of questions for Houston. So if Calvin Ridley can go off, it'll only take a few chunk plays for him to go over. And maybe this is going to be a new bit of mine whenever we talk about props. I don't know. But I think the Calvin Ridley over Joe makes sense. Especially this this week with the matchup and if Zay Jones is mm-hmm. unavailable, it just makes yeah. too much sense. You know, Trevor Lawrence is appealing at 249 and a half. But what about Stroud? The, the passing yard is 232? What? That's it? it what? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, Dude, I don't who's in charge of the one. Texans props this week? These numbers seem <laughs> off. <laughs> right so and wow. over one and a half passing touchdowns for stroud is plus 165 i know that's what i'm saying i like that okay. can we get seamus on the wow. phone can we get him on the horn ask him what's going no. on here i mean no all... no, no. Wait, till, don't tell them until we place our okay. bets <laughs> right e- even though this show is broadcasted to the masses to a national audience we ought to you know do the uh, finger to the mouth emoji so that uh, no one knows about this secret because it, it does feel as we kind of transition here to uh, the Cowboys and the Cardinals, it does feel like that we put the Texans and the Cardinals at the bottom rung of this NFL ladder. And so it ultimately yeah. means discounting those props. But to me, you know, we had John Daigle on uh, earlier in the show in case you miss it, check out our podcast. But to me, I think the value it's not just Texans props, but I think Cardinals props offer some value as well. And this is a 12 and a half point spread between the Cowboys and the Cardinals. I don't necessarily have a play on that, but I do think if you're looking at the receiver for the Cardinals with the highest target share, maybe the highest air yard share, you might find some value, Joe. Okay. Uh, th- that's This is a game where I've, I've struggled a little bit. Like, where do I want to go with this? And what they're doing for sure. Dobbs, like the, in, the interception number is up there. Bet MGM uh, against this uh, strong defense, it's minus 145. They put the Dobbs passing yards against the Cowboys at 181 and the hook. 181. Man, he's going to be trailing all game, right? He's going to be looking for uh-huh. Marquise Brown, right? So uh-huh. that, I, I know it's a tough matchup, but now you don't have digs too. Boy, that is such a low number. I might have to. I, I, he's uh, been good. They've covered both games. Yeah. Yeah, and this this is probably going to be a blowout, so he's definitely going to have to air it out to stay in this game. I guess it's just the defense because they have the best defense in the NFL. The Cowboys do. They're just putting it super low, but – Great find, Joe. I think that's a really good look. I mean, when I see, like, low 200s, my antenna goes up. 181 is so low. Wow. I could... I could understand low passing totals for, say, the Patriots-Jets game because of bad weather, probably running the football a little bit more, all of those things. That's fine. No big deal there. And I get the Cowboys' defense could be the best in football. You can make the the argument for other units, but I think for the Cowboys – 
it, definitely it's up there with Micah Parsons leading the way. So that's fine, but that is a really low number, and you can hit that without doing all that much. And so that makes a lot of sense. Marquise Brown, 42.5 receiving yards. I might yeah. look at that one seriously as well, Joe, because I think even though uh, Rondale Moore definitely is getting uh, you know, a lot of pub and a lot of attention, Marquise Brown doesn't have to do a whole lot to hit that number, and certainly his ceiling can be pretty high. My guess is they're looking at week one in a tough matchup for Arizona and Dobbs didn't do much, but I still think that's too much. I mean, Marquise Brown had 10 targets last week, 10 targets. Mm-hmm. Like they were going to him early and often. And Ertz is also out there. Like Rondale Moore, you mentioned him. There are enough guys where we can get to that 182 mark and that's all we need to clear it. And like, like we mentioned game script, it, it should help Dobbs in this fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, I, I think it can. We, I think it really, really can. Yeah. Do we go Connor under, or are we trying to thread a needle too much there, James Connor? <sighs> are we getting greedy by that point? Probably. We can, we can just be safe with our fines and and just be good with that. You know, pat ourselves yeah. on the back and move on without going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's certainly fair. 54 and a half only, obviously, because of the tough matchup. Right. And, and I almost trust this rush defense a little bit more than the pass defense. Maybe it's just the digs overreaction on my mm-hmm. part, perhaps. But at some point, the secondary has to get tested. It really hasn't because the pass rush has just been so good for the Cowboys. That it doesn't matter what the secondary looks like. But at some point, we really need to see what it's capable of. And I guess we don't know that just yet because the, the matchups have been so favorable for Dallas. So... I would be careful about running props, but, you know, find a good receiver. Definitely the Dobbs one I love. Aaron, you love that one too. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's move on now to I just hope it's not sweaty. Games. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't let yeah, me right. down, Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dobbs. You know, you don't yeah. want to be on Aaron's you-know-what list. It's not You don't want to go to all court. That is a scary place. Oh. It is. Yeah, way scarier than the courtroom. Uh, Back to my chambers. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to make a Judge Road comment. We got to move on now. Okay. That's Uh, what the neighbor's hoping Aaron's going to say to him. Wow. Whoa. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Somebody had to say it. Let's move on. Did we? Oh, my God. I'm going to cringe when I see that calculator today. Sunday night, we've got the Steelers Raiders. Monday, we've got uh, Philly, Tampa Bay, and then uh, the Rams against the Bengals. Obviously, Joe Burrow's status is going to matter a great deal for that contest. But let's open it up to primetime games in general. Joe, which one stands out to you here in this group of three? Man, the Burrow stuff, i that's interesting. The move back in favor of the Bengals with the point spread yesterday. Uh, so now we're sitting at three, right? Because it, the look ahead was seven and a half. People are thinking Burroughs might not play. It goes down to one, two. There's a lot of uh, people talking positively about the Rams. So I'm sure that's that's a little bit part of it. Uh, so they come out yesterday and say he's day-to-day. So they're giving us nothing. Burrow did not practice, dealing with the calf, and they're saying he's day-to-day. Haven't seen him on the field yet uh they they lose two division games to start the season so it's desperation mode they cannot lose this game on monday night to the la rams 
I I thought it was interesting that and and I wonder Ed if this has anything to do with the move back um, that they released Will Greer. So if Burrow's not going to play, why would you release a quarterback yesterday? That's a good question, Aaron. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. That's a hmm. tough one. Not sure. We will have to excavate. This is BetQL mm-hmm. Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Utah gets a huge boost on the college football gridiron. We will go over our favorite college football plays for the weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network.